Shall we? So, John, shall we uh, try and predict anything? Yeah, I've got a prediction for you. A very important prediction. Oh, yeah. That on Monday, macOS Monterey is going to be released. And on Tuesday, all new MacBook Pros are going to start to be available, both in stores and to customers by delivery. Those are my predictions. Yeah. Oh, yeah? They sound like pretty solid I, they, predictions. They uh, came, you, they, you would know. I mean, you're the guy who writes the I Mac do. stories. I do. So. I'm the Mac in the stories. <laughs> and, you know, these things came to me in a bit of a vision. Um, it, was, it was a vision of Tim Cook standing alone in the middle of a field, surrounded by dry grass and, and trees in the distance. And, you know, I, I wasn't sure what it was. At first, I thought it was one of those public service announcements about, you know, don't throw your cigarettes on the ground. You might start a forest fire. But in fact, it was an <laughs> Apple event, and it was Tim Cook in the middle of the field. Do you know, do you know, let me tell you something, Rob, that on Upgrade, I believe it was, that either Jason or Mike made a crack about how Apple needs to get a better lawnmower or something like that, or something about the long grass, mm-hmm. and somebody on Twitter exp- uh, mansplained them about how that was good for the, <laughs> the, uh, for the ecosystem. And and good for the environment, right? And that it shows that Apple is sustainable, and that's that to me right there was one of the best uh, Twitter comments I've seen in a very long time because it was one of those situations where it's like, yes, you do you do understand that they were joking, don't you? <laughs> one one of the the thing well, I th- I saw a tweet go by about and it was you know the picture of. Tim Cook yeah. stood in that field, and it it said something like he looks like Farmer Cook who's oh, got to yeah. sell the farm because like Apple's not doing it's too true. well. And it was you know it was a cloudy day, and it was all the colors were all very muted and washed out because it was very dry grass. And so it, I thought it was I liked all those tweets. I think it's funny you can make you know you can uh, you can make a joke and still also realize that he's trying to send them the the message that uh, that Apple is good for the uh, for the world and for the environment. So. Anyway, but what I really liked was even before Tim was out there lonely in a field, was that opening music video, which was a, a took Apple sounds from software and hardware over the course of forty five years and turned them into music, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, I, I've seen that. There's been sort of over the years a few people who've like, you know, done songs and uploaded them to YouTube where they sample, you know, mm-hmm. iPhone ringtones and and. All of those kind of sounds, but yeah, this this was really cool to kind of see them do, you know, as much of it. As yeah, they did. it was really neat. And that uh, that musician, I know, I don't have the name off the top of my head, but um, you know, an accomplished musician, you can find their music on on uh, Apple Music. <laughs> anyway, but I don't believe that song's been released, which is kind of a bummer. I'm going to just have to rip it off of um, off of YouTube. Uh, yeah, I think I that's the it. best thing to do. It's better you grab it now unless it disappears in like three yeah. weeks and then we'll you never know, hear that, of it You that's again. one of those things where it's like, as somebody who writes about this stuff, I really should periodically have a reminder to go through and download everything that's available everywhere, like on the YouTube channel and the news site and all that. But I don't. I don't. It's just too much work. And maybe I'm just lazy. You can just rely on Stephen Hackett to do that. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's yeah, got it's it. All. True. It's true. Uh, <laughs> and, and if you looked at my downloads folder on my Mac, you'd see just a wasteland of 
stuff I've downloaded from the newsroom or for past events. I just I don't really clean that out very very often as often as I should. So there's a lot in there. And what really drives me nuts about the Apple newsroom is that those downloads are always zips, zip files, and you you double click them to open them up. First of all, it, it's no good because having zip files, I can't upload those to our CDN. I have to unzip them first, then open them up, then find the image, then upload it. It's just more work when you're under time pressure, and I don't like it. But what's in that zip file, in that zip folder, it's it's just the image and a an illegal document telling me how you can use it. <laughs> so <laughs> that extra work that they cause is all because of all because they want to have a little terms of use about the image there. And, you know, I've never read that. I used to be a lawyer. I've never read that. I'm sure it says, you know, you can't use this for your own commercial reasons or something like that. I just upload it, you know. And I, I always take their images and, um, and mess with them. Um, Apple, is, Apple is in love with vertical shots and square shots, and those don't really work super well on a website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I find it hard to believe that Apple would ever go after somebody for a bit like how on YouTube, where like you can pretty much download any trailer and re-upload right. it to your own channel, and it's never going to get taken down because it's, it's a trailer. It's advertising. It's spreading. They don't, <laughs> yes. Right, like they do not care if you know. This is why if you search for a trailer on YouTube, there's like twenty right. different channels who've all who've all just uploaded the exact same thing, same length. They've done nothing to it, but nobody takes those down because it's just an advert for the movie. Right. Like it's, it really makes no difference. And I feel like it's the same with these images. It's like, what does Apple think you're going to do with, you know, an image of a Mac? Like you're pretty much just going to use it in an article or to, you know, illustrate the point of a Mac. Like I really don't no, think they, they don't. They, they would much. care though, if it like showed up in Stephen Hackett's calendar, you know, the calendar that he did of, of Mac stuff, you know, if you were using it to like sell, you're mm-hmm. putting them in a book that you're selling or in a poster or something like that, like that they would care. Yeah, look out for my new book. Uh, definitely not made in California. <laughs> you know, it's like slightly different. It's not the same thing at no, all. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, so um, so you haven't ordered one? I of these have maps, not. I these new very fancy. I have maps. not, and that's mainly because the. The M1 satisfies 99.9% of my needs. I mean, the only time I've ever made the IMAX uh, fan spin, which is a loaner from Apple, is doing some screencasting work with ScreenFlow, which is notoriously a resource hog. Um, everything else has been perfectly fine. I mean, I'm really only dealing with, with text and you know light editing of images. I'm not doing anything really, really taxing to, for a computer, so... Having a pro would be kind of cool. I mean, for me, having a pro would be less about the horsepower of the CPU and GPU and more about the really nice screen and the inputs and the outputs, the I.O. Because the MacBook Air, two, two, two Thunderbolt ports is a little bit too few. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not... I get why people are excited HDMI is back. I don't really care about that personally because I just, you know, I have endless amount of, you know, I have so many USB-C cables and and, and not just dongles either. Like at this point I have, you know, USB-C to HDMI to DVI or all of these different um, cables and stuff. Because how long have we been dealing with this now? Like five years, something like that. Um, But, you know, SD card coming back. It's fine. Yeah. 
I guess that's good for people who need that. I again, I don't really care. I bought an adapter five years ago. I've basically never used it, but you know, I'd rather have like the it. MacBook Air version um, of the MacBook Pro. I'd rather have more Thunderbolt connectors on that other side. I mean, three is good, but the old MacBook Pro had four USB, you know, four Thunderbolt three ports on it. I, four, I think, is a good number. Uh, yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, I mean, you know, again. This is not the kind of thing I worry about because I'm not, I don't take my laptop any, I mean, I do, I take it to the office, uh, but it's literally, it goes in a bag and then it gets plugged into a to a setup, which is basically identical to what I have right, at home right. anyway. Um, so, you know, so I'm not r- too worried about ports and stuff like that, but, oh, and the touch bar's dead. Yeah, finally. I mean, you know, good riddance, really. <laughs> <Finally>. <laughs> I, I, I had a touch bar yeah. MacBook Pro. And I never used it, just literally never used it. And yes, you could hook it up to better touch tool. And yes, it works with shortcuts, which is coming with Monterey. But it just was, it really wasn't very, very handy. And I've been using the Magic Keyboard that has those, you know, the dedicated row of function buttons that have different actions assigned to them by default, along with the, the Touch ID. And that's a great combination. It's a nice little keyboard, and I'm glad to see it on the uh on the macbook pros too it's going to be really neat yeah i think the only literally the only thing i use the touch bar for is in safari always has a picture in picture button um so like if you're on twitch where it's not always obvious to be how to get it into picture in picture because sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but that dedicated button on the touch bar always works um, so that's like the only thing, but I'm sure I could solve that with a script. Oh, sure. You know, I, I'm sure there's some solution to that that I could deal with if I didn't have the touch bar. Um, you know, of course, I've had this laptop only a year now, so I won't be upgrading for another yeah. couple of years. So um, I'm going to have to stick with the touch bar a little yeah, bit longer. It's, um, yeah, it's interesting. I, I do kind of like how the internet is losing their mind about that notch, which to me, I really don't care. And, you know, like, oh, what are we going to do with our apps that have a long menu or all of our menu bar apps and all these things? It's like, I, I just don't, I don't see why people get so exercised about things like this. I mean, it, I, I think it, it's nice that it extends, you know, it's, it's generally a space that I think for most people is unused. The very center of the menu bar is usually empty for most people. And now there's a reason, there's something useful there. There's a camera there. And you've got an even bigger screen than you used to have. So that I don't get too worked up about that at all. Uh, no. I, I, and it feels like we already did this. You know, we did this know. a few years ago when the iPhone came out. Do we really have to have this? And it feels like we're having again. the same conversation. <laughs> right. I, like you, I just don't care. I mean, firstly, probably a lot of the people who are complaining about this are not even going to get right. one anyway. You know, not everybody is running out to spend two to three thousand oh, dollars on a new computer as soon as they come boy. out. Of course. And secondly, it's like, well, it's there. There's nothing you can do about it. You can complain about it, but like, it's not going to do anything. Like, just see what it's like when you've actually got one. Right. In front well, of I'm you looking first. at my MacBook Air right now, and it's got a camera. It doesn't have a notch, but it's got a much bigger bezel than you're going to have on the MacBook Pro. So. I'd much rather have some screen real estate there if I could. I guess I have, I've seen some people upset that it's only 1080p. I actually kind of like 1080p cameras. I feel like not the most of the world doesn't need to see me in, in 4K detail 
on on a conference call. It's just like it's not necessary. It's it can be quite unflattering at times too. You don't need that amount amount of detail about everyone you're looking at. Uh, maybe if you're a YouTuber, it makes a difference. But if you're on Zoom, 1080 is totally fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like the only reason that I have a you know an external webcam is because the the sort of the low light stuff yes. in the MacBook camera is just not great. Um, that's the only reason. I don't really care how high resolution I am. Like, how big am I ever honestly going to be on anyone's screen at any one time? Like, I know there's those people that go full screen on a conference call, but I no. do not do that. Like, I just have people in a window, and it's like maybe half the screen at most. So it's like it's really not no, that much true. of a problem. The the new the new Macs do have new image signal processors that, despite the lower resolution of the cameras. Do do a better job with lower light. I, it's noticeable. Like over the summer, I was testing FaceTime with Federico, mm-hmm. and that's available on the web now too. And when he was using it on the web, it doesn't have access to the image signal processor, and his image got noticeably darker than when he was using it on um, on the Mac itself. So uh, it, it there is a, there is a big difference there. But yeah, I don't know. I don't get too worried about the notch. They're great computers. I really what I want is a bigger iMac or a Mac mini, a powerful Mac mini with more ports and a nice display. And I didn't get any of that. So, uh, you know, I've already got a MacBook Air. I don't really need another laptop. The the Air is totally fine for me. I did get something that I didn't know I wanted. And now I do, which is the orange. Oh, it is kind of nice. It's like a little baby pumpkin. Um, (laughs) Right. And like... I still haven't bought one because, like, I'm waiting to move house, which for anyone playing along, it's been five months now. Um, <laughs> I still haven't moved house. Um, but I'm like, oh, you know, when I move, maybe I'll get a HomePod, and then they come out with new colors. And I'm like, well, I definitely want an orange one. You know, I don't want a black one now. I want I want something a bit yeah, more fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was an interesting event. It was a little weird, that whole voice control plan for Apple Music. A little strange. I think I get it now a little better. It doesn't have all the features of a full-on plan, and you have to control it with your voice. Uh, I think it's a good way for people to get into it and see if they like it. $5 a month is pretty reasonable. And and if you're, if you're just looking for, like, background music, you know, a lot of people... The problem, I think, a lot of times, like, I'm exposed to people who are very nerdy about everything on all levels, reading Mac stories. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are people who manage and curate their libraries and care a lot about things like the artwork and a lot of people just want want to have some a little box and tell it to play music that they like and and this is going to be perfect for that so i think it's it's a smart move on apple's part i, I can't help but think that it's a, it's more of a, a game than anything else like, oh yeah you can give us five dollars and then you can try and get siri to play what you want because <laughs> um, like now, don't get me wrong. Like it is fine most of yeah. the time, but I feel like the problem is you, if you get like um, an album that's named the same oh, sure. as the band, it'll almost it'll almost always play just like oh here's a right. random playlist of you know that band's songs, which is not the end of the world, but it's maybe it's still not what you want. Um, or, or you get like I had it recently. Um, that there's two songs by Simple Plan, and one's called Perfect, and one's called like perfectly perfect or something like two completely Uh separate songs it was impossible for me to get um the the echo or siri 
because I tried it on Siri because I thought, well, the Echo can't do it. Let's see if Siri couldn't get either of them to play one version of the song. Like they would only ever play this other title uh-huh. version. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure, like, if it offers alternatives and stuff, it'll be fine. But, like, I feel a little bit anxious about anybody just trying to use Siri only to control this stuff because it just it just stresses me out too much yeah yeah no i i hear you i hear you um it's not for me either but i think it's going to be interesting to see how it works out and i suppose maybe i should test that too that this is a this is a perennial problem rob with like especially with the mac and moving to m1 (laughs) is i feel like i should test all these computers and if i'm not getting review units like i don't think i'm going to get for the macbook pro although i don't know entirely for sure yet uh, it gets expensive very fast because, as you said, these computers oh, yeah. start the the one on the M1 Pro starts at two thousand dollars, and the M1 Max starts at twenty five hundred dollars. But you're probably going to spend like most things, Apple. You'll probably upgrade a thing or two on that and end up spending more. Like I was pricing them out, and I was definitely reach with no trouble at all. I crossed three thousand dollars very easily. Oh, absolutely. I, I was kind of fascinated, though, because obviously I only got this this laptop mm-hmm. a year ago, and this is like, you know, top-of-the-line 16-inch. Um, and, and I compared it to, you know, essentially what I would upgrade on the on the new 16-inch with the Macs and stuff. And I was amazed that it was only about £200 difference between what I paid for this and, and these new ones. So, like, maybe Apple have realized they can't, they can't keep putting the prices up yeah. forever. Like they no, they have done, somewhere. I mean, that is a very good point. They have done a pretty good job of making these machines, and this goes for the Air too, I mean, making them comparable in price, or in some cases, a little bit less expensive, or, or I guess I should say not less expensive, but a better value overall, because you're obviously getting a much faster machine, with something comparable, but you're not spending a lot more money. So that that is good. It's just that the pro models are expensive to begin with. And and uh, mm-hmm. so at the moment, I'm not... This is the year of me skipping hardware. I am, I'm trying to skinny down all the stuff that I've got. I'm getting rid of my iPad Air, giving that to one of my kids. I'll just have the iPad Pro and a Mini, which, you know... Just two, just two iPads. iPads. Three, You're going to be all right. IPads. I actually have my 2018 <laughs> iPad Pro, too, because it has a huge dent in the back, which makes it worthless to trade in, but it works just fine. So I've got that. Uh, and, I'm, and I don't need so many Macs in my life. I really only need uh, – I, I guess I would like to have a nice desktop Mac and a laptop, but one is enough. But uh, two is handy because – I just finished getting the Mac OS Monterey review finished, and I really do need a dedicated Mac for that in the summer so that I don't ruin my life, you know, ruin a machine and lose data and all that stuff. So (laughs) this year I was very fortunate because the M1 Max, iMax came out, and I got one from Apple to review, and I did, and then I begged them to let me keep it for the summer. And they said yes, because I just wanted to use it to test Monterey, and that's what I've been doing. But that goes back pretty soon. So anyway, that's that's where things stand. I'm a little tired at this point. I've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of writing lately. Yeah, definitely. Well, this, this is quite a funny, like, last episode, I think it was, we were talking about the rumors of this Grand oh, Theft right, right, right. Remastered trilogy thing. <laughs> And then I think it must have been, I think it was the day after I texted you and said, oh, yeah, yeah. they just announced it. Um, we don't have really any details except a few more leaks, but they've said, like, 
you know, Rockstar themselves said, oh, there's some upgraded textures and we've updated the controls. And that's yeah. all they really said. Um, I, I believe the announcement's coming in a couple of days on Friday because that will be 20 uh-huh. years since the since GTA 3 came out. Um, but since then, there's been other rumors that like the control update or the the update to the controls is moving it to more what like GTA okay. 5 has. You know, more sure. modern controls where you're not holding X to accelerate, where they use the right. triggers and stuff like that. Um, and you know, allegedly these graphical upgrades are actually going to be a little bit better than you know, just a quick sort of upscale. Um, but yeah, so it literally was a day after we recorded and then a bit like this episode, it's going to be like two days and then we're going to know <laughs> yeah. all these houses. I mean, hopefully. isn't it called something like the complete edition digital? Now, now what is it like the, uh, the definitive complete edition or something? I don't remember. It has like two different titles. Yeah. I, I think it's called like Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition or the ultimate yeah. edition or something like that. Um, which, which is kind of weird because they've never released it as a trilogy anywhere else. So that it's not like there's some old version of the trilogy. You can buy the original games, but there's no there's no package of those three games. No, they're individually definitive, and they're also a trilogy because now they are being made a trilogy. So I guess that's what it is. But uh, but yeah, it's it, it, that'll be fun. That'll be fun to have. When is did, did they give a date? They haven't given a date, have they? No, I think they said like. I can't remember if they just said later this year. So it is this year, and there's been a few leaks that suggest it might be like the end of November or the mm. beginning of December, um, which which would make sense, especially if they're going to do a physical right, version. Right. Um, because, you know, you want those out before Christmas. Yeah, so people no, they'll definitely them. do physical versions, I um, think, with all kinds of special editions that you can spend, you know, $200 and get all the, the steel book and all that stuff. I hope so. I know, That's what I, I know. Want. You love that stuff. Because <laughs> I'm one of, you, you know I, I'm one of those suckers that I buy that all my games that. digitally now. The only game I have that I play regularly that's uh, <laughs> physical is Breath of the Wild, which I still have on a, cart- on a cartridge. And I did just get the Switch. Oh, I did get my Switch OLED, um, Rob. It came. Did I, I don't think I told you. Oh, I did tell mm-hmm. you. But, but um, it was delayed a week. Walmart, basically. I was pretty upset with Walmart because they like, took my order in July and said it would be delivered on day one. And then day one came and went with no update whatsoever on their website. And a day or two later, it said delayed. And it was like, well, yeah, no kidding. It's delayed. And then all of a sudden, it showed up a week later, uh, which is fine. I was too busy to really play it anyway. But that Switch has Breath of the Wild permanently in its cartridge slot and then everything else is downloaded basically and so, so it's essentially like you have it digitally <laughs> yes. anyway because you never <laughs> you're never without it no, so it doesn't really matter we, much, don't, does we do have some other we do have some <laughs> other physical switch games but none of them are a lot of them were some of those very early ones there aren't i don't think any of them mm-hmm. are particularly good ones except for i think we might have mario odyssey physically which is also a good one but right <laughs> Because I think you bought like a one two switch, didn't you? Never the, played uh, that again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no. Or the punching game. I, I got that. I have that one. Yeah. I don't know. There are a few that are they're okay. I mean, but they're not games that I play nearly as regularly as some of the other things. And those were all. Boy, it took a long time to download these, Rob. Boy. Yeah, I bet Nintendo servers. No, they aren't. Quick. And it's like, well, now they have Ethernet on the on this dock, and it's like, well. Does it matter? I mean, you can't. It's not like you can download the games particularly fast, anyway. Um, 
Oh, it's the same problem no, on I the know. PS5. You know, I um, because I I didn't realize in Deathloop there's an option to turn off the online invasion oh, okay. thing. Um, so I just turned the internet off for the PS5. <laughs> um, um, and then I saw there was a Deathloop update out, so I, I turned the Wi-Fi back on and. And like this download was only like three gig, and it took like twenty five minutes. And I'm like, if I'd just downloaded that from some website, that would have been done oh, in like yeah. a few minutes. It's awful. Um, it's it's I don't, I don't know what it is with the game companies that they can't just make the downloads. No, it's a bit it's really bad. It just doesn't matter how fast your connection is. I mean, it it helps to a degree, but it caps out at a pretty low level compared to what your actual potential speed is on your internet connection. Yeah, I don't know. I and and I think the Switch too. I it actually I started it when I went to bed one night. And I was downloading a lot. I was downloading probably 15 games, something like that. And some of them were pretty chunky games. I filled up a 128 gig SD card, you know, micro SD card with them. And it when I got up in the morning, there were still four or five games that weren't finished. And I think it was because the Switch after it went into sleep mode, at some point it, it just kind of gave up and and stopped downloading yeah. download over the internet. So then I would wake it up, let it go for a while, come back, wake it up. It was it ended up being one of those uh, situations where I had to keep waking it up to get it to finish up relatively quickly instead of waiting a whole day. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Okay, well, we will. Well, we'll maybe be back in a couple of weeks. I might be moving house. Yes. Um, so who knows? I may not have internet. Um, if I do, we'll record. If we, if I don't, then you know we'll just wait until that I've got internet good. again. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, cool. Bye. I'll speak to you soon.